podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. I'm Justin. Justice Raji. Hey. So, you know, I'm not going to dilly-dally. Um, we're just going to jump into it. So, you know, pound for pound, which I think it has a legitimate argument for one of the greatest athletes in the history of humanity. Uh, Serena Williams uh, played her last, uh, I, I don't know if she still has a doubles match with Venus. No, they but lost. They lost. The they lost. Earlier. Okay. So I wasn't sure. I wasn't able to double check. Um, yeah, but, you know, closing the door. You know, I mean, we won between the two of them, like pound for pound, two of the best. I mean, definitely two of the greatest athletes came from the same family. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I'm saying? But we've talked about the Williams sisters before, but I think it's appropriate for us to, you know, at this this date, you know, with that just now happening and closing out, is just to take a minute to, um, you know, show, show Serena some love, but also, you know, just talk about kind of her impact, their impact as a as a as a as, as individuals, as a family. Um, yeah, man. Um, what's what's your first thought just around? Um, well, my first, you know, kind of I'll go to the, the the obvious first, and I think you'll probably delve into the, some some of the not so obvious. Um, I mean, there's a really the argument, frankly, I think is between Serena Williams. Tom Brady and LeBron James in what people would call today the greatest athlete of all time. I mean, it's like we've talked about with Bill Russell, <laughs> Will Chamberlain. Like we've we've talked about like some other people, Jim Thorpe. Like, you know what I mean? Like right, you right. can talk about other people who did some shit that's way beyond like what we can com- understand today in shoes that hurt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right, like, <laughs> they did not have the benefit of the the highest forms of like technology to be wearing space boots and ice baths and stuff. Right, so I want to make sure I'm 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 respectful of the fact that there were athletes who did amazing things before our current era. Um, I think in our current era, there is an argument between them, and it, it's not a lock to assume it should be LeBron or Tom Brady, in my estimation. Right, like what she did in women's tennis for the amount of time she did it is unparalleled yeah so she's clearly the greatest women tennis player of all time we can argue is she the greatest tennis player of all time (laughs) right like there's an argument there um and then there is also this argument about being the greatest athlete just pound for pound and i do think it's a a testament that people are much more comfortable having this conversation today about her possibly being the greatest athlete versus just the greatest female athlete or the greatest female tennis player than we would have at another time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's it, it it's remarkable just to think about um you know it it takes 
you know, I'm a I'm a firm. I operate from the, the construct that when people are really excel in 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 sports and athletics, right? There's 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 a you know the good fortune of maybe certain things you know genetically being in place, right? You got you know size, power, da 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 da. You know, and, and just for the record, because every people tend to think that Serena is some sort of outliner, outlier in, in size and height or whatever, and she's not like a lot of those you know um, tennis women tennis players you see are are fairly tall, you know, height, strength, like none of them for the most part is not whatever one may perceive, uh, you know, because we as a society we perceive women, uh, you know not necessarily uh, with a clear lens on who they actually are in many levels, but especially as it pertains to sports um, and athletics. Uh, but there's, there's a, to me, folks excel and at the highest levels excel in sports because at some point they come to under some understand um, and, and, and within our concept construct of understanding, meaning that it is not just a cognitive, you know, landing but it's also a, a physical like it's the balance between the two to then do the thing that you do very well right whether that's you know in, in in the sports context is playing your sport you know in other contexts that might be you know writing that might be art that might be um some you know various forms of public speaking sciences whatever have you but when someone has that that deeper understanding of something they they move within it they do it and they also think about it and they and they shape it and they move it and it, and it does it it goes other places and it creates more opportunities um and the way uh, all the things that like have happened um you know w- with her individually you know you know on the court you know the the the, the beefing with with line judges and uh the you know people's perception of you know their decorum, right? Which is always a a, a, a hard thing to read when we're, we're dealing with black it's folks a in slippery America. Slope. Slippery slope, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but just to be able to compete, and you know, and not just compete, like you know, quite frankly, some of the folks who you would say that I was like the second best player, you know, of 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 her time, or the third best player, or the, you know, whatever that top ten. For some of the people, she just was smashing them. Like if it was her sister, it'd be like, "Yeah, man, get out of here, man. Like you good and all, but you ain't better than me." You know what I mean? Like, and it's you know, there's very few sports where I mean, tennis is obviously an individual sport, primarily you know, track and field, uh, where one person like has that you know window where they be like, "Yeah, you are the best one." Like no one, like we don't know anyone else right now that's playing that can could knock you out the box. So it's it's a stunning feat when you think about it in the grand scheme, you know, of the human experience, right? Like there's literally trillions of trillions, trillions of people, right? We in the trillions, yeah, yeah, yeah. So of all the people, you know, and then you know, you, you know, you funnel that down to the people who had the opportunity to play tennis, and then you know, the people who had the opportunity to be in a place that had the opportunity to play, t- like you know, there's all those factors. Um, but to it's it's just a marvel. Um, you know, and then you know, not to speak of sort of the, the cultural impact that she has had in terms of uh things that have happened to her and happened with her that then because of who she is, you know, black woman from Compton, uh and all of the stuff that is unasked for but becomes a part of it as a black person excelling in our modern world, right? Where um even, you know, with 
all of her fame and claim and wealth, she couldn't wasn't protected well, you know, while while giving birth to a child, right? Which many, which which we all know, black women face um, any in the U.S. and other places, um, but particularly in the U.S. context that um, that you still have to sometimes engage with people about kind of the nature and the person who you are in a way that is, you know, is quite, you know, just keep it simple, unfair and unwarranted. Um, but still, you know, and then within all that, you know, be who the person you are and, um, you know, and then be successful at the thing that you came out to do. So it's, it's quite remarkable. Uh, and, and we shall, you know, take about, take a pause and take a bow, give a high five or something. Yeah, I, I just to add on to that, uh, just I think you know I often think about the, you know, maternal mortality idea, and like you know the 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 numbers are all in all across the country. Usually, black women, specifically, are three to four times more likely to die in childbirth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you think about that, and I think the first thing you do is you locate it in a very like. And, and this is like mental models, right? So this is how deep this is. The mental model goes, poor Black woman who does not know how to communicate her needs and her health history going into a doctor who doesn't understand, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So w- what we do is we connect poverty, right, to this idea. Right. Like this this is a, and, and, and also making the assumption, however unfair, that if, even if someone was impoverished, that they couldn't speak up for their rights, which is a whole other subject for a whole other day. Mm-hmm. But then when you see that she goes through this time of like giving birth, her and Beyonce, as much as they, you know, no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. Like, two of the most known black women in the world have the same challenges at the hospital that we affixed to someone that's impoverished. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for, for folks who are just listening, just really to think about that, because, it, you know, for so much, we think money is the answer. Um, and we don't necessarily talk about systems, but mm-hmm. this is one very clear space that it was not about money. It was about systems and how people show up and how people deal with people. And it didn't matter if you were rich. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, just as you added on another thing, I, I kind of wanted to to touch on within, I think, you know, Serena and Venus, because I think it's important. Venus may go out a little differently, um, but I think it's difficult not to frame them as part of a continual. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how good Venus is and was. Along with the fact that they probably had some for a long time the only person better than her was her own sister. Right. Which is, which is, which when you think about in the history of sports to have one high performing person is literally one in a million to create two people who are at the top of their game at the same time. You don't get it. Yeah. Right. And that's when you cue in King Richard. Right. right. <laughs> um, you know, cause again, people say what they will, but it's like, this person having the drive than any other space. But I wanted to share that when you think about the history of black tennis, you think about a lot of players and up until a certain point, black players relatively recently, frankly, black players always had to be like statesmen and stateswomen, 
mm-hmm. right? They had to like come in and be better three times better than like the whole history of you know Arthur Ashe. I know we're going to get to that um, in a, in, a, in a moment, another section, but. The, the idea of what it meant to play tennis and represent your community. And I think Serena, Venus and Serena were an interesting switch of like, we play tennis and we respect the rules, but we are who we are. Mm-hmm. We are, we are black girls from Compton, California. Yeah. And we're going to enjoy the sport. We're going to bring ourselves to the sport. And I think that that was a really big change and a sea change really on the level of a Jordan or Iverson probably more Mm -hmm. of just like changing the framing of how people came into a sport and changed the sport forever right like there's there's before them and after them now right like and there's not many tennis players in the world that you think about like there was before and after I might name eight to ten Right. Male or female. Um, But yeah, just really bringing that to the table, like them showing up as who they were, bringing that level of creativity that tennis, especially as a sport, doesn't highly prize. Yeah. 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 And it's, um, you know, and I think for those that may be listening that if you I grew up, grew up. I mean, yeah, I grew up in a tennis <laughs> family in a tennis household where at least the idea of like, oh, tennis is on. Let me let me watch. Even even when I was young and uh when the Wimbledon would come on HBO and at least when the when HBO was on. But I'm gonna say for yeah, a future no. conversation where like yeah. the times I realized, ah, oh, I guess that's why I never saw that show because I didn't have cable <laughs> during that window when that show was hot. But yeah. that, that's for a future conversation about what yeah. you see in the world, right? But you know, even Cause it wasn't always like I didn't always, you know, I was like, oh man, maybe there's a movie on. It's like, oh, it's it's mad coverage of Wimbledon. Okay. And then like I might catch myself into watching it and like Wild World of Sports. And then he's watching, you know, uh Back and Roll and uh what's my man's other dudes from the eighties. Uh Johnny uh Jim, Jimmy Connors, Jimmy Von Lindle, Beyond Borg. Yeah. Uh yeah. You know, Agassi later, you know, the nineties. Sampras, yeah, yeah. Graf, Navatilova. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, so, you know, some folks may or may not, like, enjoy tennis as a sport, right? Like, to watch. Like, they may not have the affinity, you know, and I I could dig that. You know, but it is a, it's a beautiful game. It's uh, it's a fun game, Um, you know, but like many things, it also is wrapped in, you know, a structure and systems of class and and, and power and, 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 you know, in a very specific context, the... Um, you know, if you can get through that and just see the sport, right? See the game, you know, see the 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 focus, see the 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 things that um you know go into how the game is played. Uh, it 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 it's quite exciting, right? And it's also it's very difficult to master, right? So you can appreciate how someone you know and, and what Serena herself has done, what Venus has done in their time it's um but also like what is it you know what's the future of the sport you know I mean in terms of you know it it has not filtered into i mean i think it, since we've lived through this generation of, of particularly in, in in tennis and golf you know with, with i think tiger woods being the, the, the banner on the other side of that where folks kind of felt like maybe these sports would have a, a broader opening 
to our communities on a, on a larger scale, right? Which I think the infrastructure for that to happen just still isn't there totally. Um, you know, obviously there are actually, you know, I know folks that, you know, uh, black folks that have come up playing tennis. I mean, you, you're one of them. I know some other folks uh, too, uh, but it's still, you know, maybe in the broad way that folks would have thought with all this happening over the last 20 years, you know, 25 years, that it'd be like, oh man, like now it's, you know, which also may be a bit of like fantasy, like fantasy land about the way we pre project why people do or don't do stuff. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, and I want to add, yeah, I think, we, you know, as sometimes, you know, black folks, lovingly, we suffer from this thing of once someone kicked in the door, we're all coming in. Yeah. And sometimes that's the case and sometimes that's not the case. Yeah. Because there's also an agency conversation that does everyone want to come in here? Right. Right. Does everyone feel like this is where they want to be? Mm hmm. And, you know, a lot of black folks have been playing a lot of tennis, as you well know, for a long time. <laughs> and tennis ain't been an exclusively white thing for a long time. However, that doesn't mean that every athlete is going to pick between a basketball and a tennis racket at 10, right? Yeah. Because, and, and this is the thing about how we think about, again, going back to systems, any player that becomes, I don't care if someone says you're the 300th best player in the world, which means that you probably got a kind of a tough time going from tournament to tournament, you know, surviving. You are the third, 300th best player out of millions of people who play tennis. Yeah. <laughs> like you literally are the three, the, the 299, there's only 299 people who play tennis better than you anywhere in the world. Yeah. That's difficult. Yeah. Right. That is difficult to do. And I think that, you know, we often frame these sports like, OK, once one person and I would say in women's tennis, you 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 see it more than men's tennis. Like there's no accident. You see, like there's no one like LeBron like figure in men's tennis. And I think that's the same reason there's no LeBron figure in the United States soccer, frankly. Right. Like the systems make it as such. There's a level of support. That's not the same way that's in football or that's in basketball. And there are so many more infrastructures that have been graded to cut the cost, to do all those kind of things, to perform at the highest level of tennis like they do. You need coaches. You need trainers. You've had to train every day of your life. And that means at some point you probably either have to live somewhere warm or have access to indoor courts all the time. And there's, there's no way getting around the cost of it, right? Like, that's not a that's not a thing where you someone say, oh, just go out and hit, hit, like, just go ahead and hit on the uh, on the you know on the courts on the nets in in your neighborhood with the cracks in the what's the names? Like, it's not that, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> I, so I do think it gives a level again of their resilience and their them being forces of nature to have two people from the same family be able to do that at this highest level while still inspiring i think obviously black girls but I, you know i think i think serena's impact on the sport has been like meta you know what i mean it's it, it's like she she inspires black people just across the board even if they never played tennis mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right like it's a meta level, not just like a, this makes another girl want to pick up a, a tennis racket, right? Um, but I think there is a place there to give, to think about 
the, the importance and power of the support systems that we put around players who are identified as good. Um, because frankly, people know by the time you're 12 or 13, how good you're going to be. Yeah. Like it ain't this, this is kind of like soccer. You know what I mean? Like it's not one of them things that you can go to the pros because you had a, a, what do you call a, when you got real tall, like you had one of them, uh, between junior senior year and you were six feet and then you were six seven the next in senior year so automatically you became good or you gained 100 pounds and you became an uh, offensive linebacker it's not that kind of sport so again uh, you know it is a testament to who they are what their family and i say their entire family because you, you know why obviously people focus on their father it is their entire family that created a system around them to be able to to flourish. Yeah, so just looking at the time, I wanted just just to drop a note um, and get the sister her, her uh, an appropriate you know send off salute. You know what I'm saying as she exits the sport uh, on a day to day basis, but always you know elevate you know the reality that um, and I, and I think that. I think that she and, and her family even have spoke to like the commitment of others, you know, I mean, as you just framed to their success, right. Um, within the sport is also, you know, determination of their family determination, um, you know, of other folks who have, who either <laughs> depending on how you read the story, either uh, got in line with the plan, you know what I'm saying? Or appreciated actually what was happening there and didn't, you know, you know, quite frankly undermine, you know the, the opportunity, you know, for the for for their capacity to be expressed and seen in the real world. So, you know, what I'm saying uh, props out to you know Serena, you know, props to the to the to the to the family, and um, you know, thank you. you know, if, and if and one listening. one thing, yeah, right. We check check this out, Serena. <laughs> <laughs> you have know, been kicking it. Um, but on that thing, I want to I want to give a shout out to Magic Johnson. But what I mean by that is this, you know. Um, Magic Johnson, I think, set the place for athletes, you know, in their lives during during uh, their sports lives and then after their sports lives to become involved in the business world. And I think, you know, when you look at Serena being one of the first uh, investors in Andreessen Horowitz's Cultural Leadership Fund, which is a, a fund all by like black and brown influencers um, to really get into the venture capital world, right? And she was one of the first ones and is like a really big partner um, in that space. You know what I mean? And so I think it's also about her saying like, hey, I'm still relatively young and I want to have the rest of my life to do my next chapter. Um, which is also a testament to kind of like the, the the phrase, like know when to get out, mm-hmm. but go on to another thing, man. So, you know, just shout out to her and her other ventures as well as she builds a next level of the conversation about what she means to, to the world. Indeed. Uh, so with that, you know, we'll keep it brief and uh, we'll, we'll circle back, but, uh, you know, I don't anything else at the moment. So peace. See y'all next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my good brother, Majestic. Good Brothers is a production of the Ash Head Podcast. And you can support the podcast by listening, number one. Two, 
uh, rating and subscribing wherever you listen and then three sharing uh, with someone else you know or on your social media or you know whatever have you or you know send a message anything that uh, allows others to join in on the conversation is what makes it great um, you can also support by becoming a patron on patreon just search justice raji and you'll find my page there where you can subscribe or go to the etsy shop and buy something um not that uh yeah it's a little bit behind but it's gonna be updated soon or soon enough who knows um and anyway i appreciate you spending time with us and um you know always take the best part for yourself peace